once more covered with dry leaves.
Flat Black Plastic people, thanks for listening. Support the station. Support your community. Do the right thing. Scopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop. Birds, right? Where on the other hand, geese... Right? They're only crime equally as mean. Ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves meat. Hey everybody, it's high noon. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. It's the AltaCast. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is on her way. We're here at 2781 21st Street. Give us a call, 415-550-0511, if you want to tell me what's going on in the news. Because, again, I'm not submerged in a barrel of IPA, as per usual. I have been sober 19 days now. Please do not clap. Do not be excited. I still do say the dumb and embarrassing things, because now I remember them. Great. Wow. Confronting that I'm always an asshole. Awesome. Making terrible life choices, or great life choices. Things are falling apart, so what's a bad choice, right? Anyway, uh, there's stuff happening in the news. I don't know what's going on. That's what LaToya will be here for, because I honestly haven't been paying attention. The only thing I can think about is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th. That's in less than two weeks. That's right, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up. You can tell LaToya is excited about it. Party. Party. Yeah. You made it! Yay! I knew you would because you said things on the Facebooks about liking things. Did you like my weird little poem? I did. Thank yeah. you. I've been yeah. trying to be on the Facebooks more because that way I can post more for the comedy festival. Yes, the comedy festival. Well, we sh- and that's the thing. People aren't. I, I would pay attention to the grams, but I just... The algorithms I don't understand. I don't know what the kids are doing. These wacky kids, man. I'm hanging out with these wacky kids. It's fine. The reason why, because it's easier to post things, like, on Facebook, I think. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. All I know is that every time I understand a platform, it's gone. Or it's not cool anymore. Now it's all about the TikTok. And I'm like, I can't even. It's like Musical.ly Plus, which is yeah. ridiculous. Oh, those are already plugged in for you, actually. Oh, oh yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I have two songs that I want to play. One is hilarious, and I think you're going to laugh so hard at it. I've been laughing all week at it. Um, it's called Girls Club. It's just by a guy on the internet. It's great. And then the other one is the opening song from this new Netflix movie that I just kind of started today. It's kind of boring, but it's I really like the actress in it. She's the crazy. She's crazy eyes in Orange Is the New Black. Her name is. It's a three-letter first name, like oh god something. But she is a badass actress, and the opening song is really amazing. So I wanted to play that too. Um, but other than that, I have no idea what's going on, so I'm excited to find out what happened um, in whatever. I honestly, I'll, I haven't paid attention to anything. That's that's it's healthy. It, that, I, it maybe it, it maybe I'm healthier. Yeah. It is healthy. It's. I just like was reading the Huffington Post today. Uh oh. And I had to like put it down. I'm like, okay, I can't. Well, we can go through the Huff Post. We'll I, do it. It's, it's depressing. Well, while we get all this set up, let's, uh, I'll set up this song here. Just, uh, press play on that right there. And this is a song from the Miss Virginia soundtrack, and it's really good. Nah, you ain't on a guest list. The way you run your mouth is like you got it, you got it, you got a death wish, Pardon me, but I've been running out of patience Up the red pill to matrix, now I've been seeing the face shit And I just feel a bit anxious, y'all got just so many faces Y'all just got so many pages, I don't want no affiliation with this here I feel like I'm the only one that's keeping this sincere mm. Possibly, I know I occupy your time constantly Just running through your mind, run, running I get the feeling that you're running from something to an end We ain't no friends, I mean no offense, but it makes no sense Why the hell would I associate with you? I've been on win now, you've been on lose See, I'm living proof. Yeah, I'm living proof. I broke through the roof, bitch. I used to fuel. I broke all the rules. I will never lose, no, I don't get me confused. On a mission, been facing the opposition. They never saw the vision, they must have missed the transition. Go call of duty on them, no Activision. Turn me a holy, no catechism, only capitalism. Yeah, faded off a hell of bourbon. I ain't swerving till the money, y'all Halliburton, just mad assertive. I'll be gone by the time you reach a verdict. Lying out of service was missing when I was worthless, yeah. Your phone. 
Girls Club. Won't you let me in? Won't you let me in? Won't you let me be a part of this thing, baby? I just want to come inside the treehouse. I just want to come inside your treehouse. You're not allowed, Gary. Why? I just want to be there. It's a girls club, Gary. What's the password? Fidelio? sex in there? No, well, not, it's none of your concern. So there are a bunch of people having sex in there? Gary, I need you to stop looking for answers. Uh, oh, oh, they're definitely having sex. Oh, yeah, they're having sex. Oh, I can tell, I can hear it, yo, they're having sex. And I just know it, I can feel it, yo, they're having sex. And, and uh, I knew I knew you'd love that. There, I, it's, I think the girls club. Everybody, look it up. Uh, Latoya's gonna go uh, caffeine, and I'm gonna do a little survey here. I'm excited about it. It was on the Bay Area Comedy Network. This is a comedian survey. We're gonna take it together right now. It says, thank you for participating in my survey. Your experiences as a stand-up comedian and honest responses are crucial in understanding how people process and ultimately heal from pain. The entire survey should take under 15 minutes. But if you need longer, that's okay. No one's judging you. <laughs> Disclaimer, your answers will be used to help form the basis of research being conducted for a book project. By completing the survey, you consent to have your responses included in that data. None of your personal identifying information will be shared or included without permission. All right, name Pam Benjamin, age 45. What is your gender identity? I am cis female, cis female. Okay, here we go. What city is your home base? San Francisco. Oh, let me in, I'm trying to fuck now. <laughs> I think that's so funny. How many years have you been performing stand-up comedy? Eight and a half. Oh, must be a number. Eight. 
Which statement most accurately reflects your level of comedic experiment, experience? The majority of my stage time is from open mics, classes, or bringer shows. I've been booked to perform on non-bringer shows at least five times at a major comedy club. I compete regularly in festivals or have been paid to perform at least five times at a major comedy club. I've been paid to host or feature... Uh, at least five times major comedy clubs and supplement a sizable portion of my income through stand-up comedy. I'm a regular paid feature nationally or internationally and I have a TV credit. I'm a regularly paid headliner and support myself through stand-up comedy. Oh, they only let you choose one. Okay, there you go. How often do you borrow from your personal life to generate comedic material? Five, always. <laughs> when you generate material from your personal life, which themes are most commonly reoccurring? Current or past sexual relationships, yes. Platonic friendships, fam no. Family relationships, yes. Workplace relationships or interactions, no. Religious or political identity, yes. Personal successes, personal failures. There we go. So I'm current or past sexual relationships, family relationships, religious or political identity, and personal failures. I have a whole joke that opens with I am a failure. When you encounter a difficult situation in your personal life, how likely is it that it'll be funny one day? Always. When you have a this will be funny moment, how long does it generally take? Uh, answer, three minutes. <laughs> Uh, from what skill set as a comedian helps you process or overcome these uh, confidence? What non-comedic strategies do you use to help process or overcome these? What non-comedic strategies do you use? Uh, drugs. Do you feel better equipped to deal with these one-day moments because of your comedic experience? Yes. If you answered yes to the previous question, why do you feel that way? I'll answer that later. I mean, what does it make me better equipped so that I'm not suicidal? My God. I mean, if I like looked at my life through without a comedic lens, how happy are you currently with your life, generally speaking? I'm going to go with a four. Oh. They're making you go back to require things. How much does writing or performing jokes about those one-day moments positively affect the underlying size five? I feel significantly better. If you'd be willing to discuss your answers in person on the phone, include an email address. Is there anything you'd like to share about how comedy affects your outlook on your one-day moments? Well, I'll get back to the rest of those. But that's interesting that someone's going to be doing a like study of how looking at your life can I mean we it, you have to look through the lens of humor otherwise it's too depressing <laughs> life life is too hard without you know breaking it down and thinking about it I mean if I had any sense of shame at all I I would be I mean my lord it would my life would be so difficult <laughs> You're listening to the Multicast here on MutinyRadio.fm. It's the Multicast with Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. She's off getting us coffee. Ooh, Kamala Harris in the news here. With all white debate, everyone is accountable on black maternal health. Oh boy, that's interesting. Let's go there. Hell yeah. Kamala Harris with an all-white debate. Everyone is, quote-unquote, accountable on black maternal health. San Francisco, yay! Senator Kamala Harris said Tuesday ahead of a roundtable black maternal health that it is up to the 2020 presidential candidates, regardless of their race 
or gender to prioritize such issues. HuffPost asked Harris, who dropped out of the race in December, whether she thought key perspectives would be missing from the Democratic debate stage in Nevada on Wednesday, specifically on issues like black maternal mortality, given that all the candidates who qualified were white. Quote, I strongly believe it should not be incumbent on a black woman to talk about black women's issues, Harris said. If you want to be a leader in any field, much less president of the United States, black maternal health should be one of your issues. It should be a priority issue. You should know about it. You should understand it. And you should be committed to dealing with it. And certainly that was the voice I would bring the to the debate stage when I was in the race, Harris added. And I hold everyone accountable, regardless of their gender, of their race, for creating priorities around this. Some of the leading candidates in the race have spoken to the issue of black maternal mortality in their campaigns, including Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Harris, who has championed the issue for years as a senator, reintroduced her Maternal Care Act in 2019, which would direct funds to medical schools and other health programs to carry out implicit bias trainings and give grants to states to implement culturally competent medical home programs for at-risk pregnancies. The senator kicked off Tuesday's event at her Senate offices by reading out what she called a startling statistic. Black women in the United States are three times more likely to die from pregnancy-related complications than white women. Yikes. Over two dozen women almost all black attended the round table with several telling personal stories of facing racism in their experiences either as patients or as health care providers and advocates in the field of maternal health quote i had one pediatrician say you're really great with the teen moms because you used to be one and i wasn't said uh tanfer kamara who is a lactation consultant in oakland what i said was i'm great with all moms <laughs> Carisha Boyd, who was a mother of four, recounted how she went to the hospital for her last pregnancy and was told she had a tubal or ectopic pregnancy when fertilized eggs grow outside the uterus. She was sent home with medication. Later, she was still bleeding and began vomiting, so she called an ambulance. The ambulance driver told me, they shouldn't have sent you home, Boyd said. I knew it didn't feel right. Once back in the hospital after getting surgery, she was told she was no longer pregnant. Months later, convinced she still was, she went back to the hospital. I ended up having the baby. This is the baby, she said, rocking her baby, whom she was breastfeeding. They thought I was crazy. That's why it's important for Harris's bill to pass. After several women shared their stories, Dr. Nadine Burke Harris, a Surgeon General of California, noted that the U.S. healthcare system is, quote, just like our broader American society, built on a history of racism and oppression. Burke Harris noted that hospitals were segregated only a few decades ago. That's true. I never thought about that. Later, Dr. Stephen Lockhart, the chief medical officer of the Sutter Health Hospital System in Northern California, said he was born at home in St. Louis in 1958 because hospitals were still segregated at the time. Yikes. Harris, who noted that California is a great leader on black maternal health, asked for ideas from the room to improve her legislation. Some women suggested going further than implicit bias trainings and included accountability measures as well as financial impact for hospitals that don't show improvement. Harris said she couldn't agree more and requested ideas for best practices around measuring outcomes. 
In a similar vein, Warren proposed an idea in April to have medical providers' funding be contingent on the quality of care they give to black mothers. Quote, the hospitals are just going to get a lump of money, and if they bring down those maternal mortality rates, then they get a bonus. And if they don't, then they're going to have the money taken away from them, the presidential candidate said. Harris concluded Tuesday's event by saying black maternal health can't just be a fight waged by black women. Everyone has to be held accountable for this issue, Harris said, adding that elections matter. This should not be an issue that is. You should not be telling the stories you just told. This should not be in the year of our Lord 2020, Harris said. Let's all just keep fighting. So did you, black women who have babies are three times more likely to have um, fatal complications from their pregnancies than white women. That's crazy. That's, a, that's one of the big issues that's going on on the, uh, on, on the race. Yeah, that's crazy. I had I had no idea that yeah, there was uh, a lot of people don't know, <laughs> that, which is sad because this is one of the reasons what goes up. I guess I should talk into the microphone. Yeah, right? there you uh, go. Um, this is why a lot of people. Uh, are pissed off about the healthcare system as well because it's because it's biased it's and racist. Very biased, <laughs> racist, and classist. It's well, it's crazy that the I mean, w- reading this article, one of the women who was they were telling stories, and one of them saying that someone just assumed that she was a that she was a teen mom, saying you're so good with teen moms because you used to be one, and it's like just because you're an African American lady doesn't mean that you were a teen like that's that the oh that's like. What it's I mean, and and here's the other thing. I always wonder why why do we vilify single moms? They work harder than anyone, and somehow and somehow our government goes, well, you're a welfare mom. We should be taking care of mothers who are taking care of children, no matter what race or and that we vilify them and say well you have to now you have to be a mom which is a job but now you have to work another job so you can't be a mom and then if if something happens with the kids and because the mom's not around because she's working because she's trying to take care of her child like all of these systemic problems I don't think a lot of people that assume that women just want to be single moms is just it's on purpose it's for a reason I think I, I think it's also the evangelicals that feel single mothers are like, oh my God, it's such a bad thing. But um, we vilify the women instead of the men. If we're going to vilify well, anyone, well, vilify the fucking sperm donors. Think about the fact that they, they're they thinking that the women are promiscuous. I think that has or, a little bit of... But, but they, uh, or they don't have access to birth control. See, that's the other thing. Is they like, don't want them to take birth control. So, so it's this double-edged sort of like, make you're sense. damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, and you never get ahead. And plus, single mothers aren't just going around... I mean, it, you, there's other factors to being a single mother. Child, I, I mean, I'm a child of divorce. Parents get divorced. Or the father dies. Yeah. Or the father becomes incarcerated because right. of the three strikes rule that we have in certain states like California. Or the fact of the matter is like something happens to either, you know, the, the father, you know, there's or, so many or there Or there's a, lot or of te- ha- there's a lot of teen mom things where because we don't have like... Enough sex education. I, sex education, and that I, I personally, when I was teaching, 
uh, back in the early 2000s. I was teaching kids with emotional disturbance and they were um, special ed. And I never had girls in my class because it was always boys who would act out. But one time I had one girl and she was so uh, abused and lonely and and everyone had hurt her and she would say, I just want to have a kid because I want someone Somebody to love me. me. And I was like, and she would have sex with guys because she was like, I just want, and she'd be honest with me. And she, she was like, I want love. to be loved. So when she was 11, some guy came by and put speed on her windowsill and eventually she started sneaking out at 11 years old. So by the time she was 13, she had done so many drugs and she had had sex with so many people because she had a terrible home life and it was an escape and someone was but this was an and this guy was like 19 and she thought it was so cool and she was 11 and so and then so now she's 15 this is all and by the way this is like in 2000 99 2000 so she has a 20-something year old i don't know how old she is now i mean but, i guess i could do the math but she was fifth so yeah she was 15 and 99 so and she 30s. had the baby when she was 16. oh so she, yeah she has a tw 19 so now she has a yeah kid and she's 30, 33? Isn't that crazy? And she was one of my students. I don't know. I'm just, I'm hoping she she's is. still alive. Yeah. But. But those are the circumstances. But, and what? she was so, that was it. She wanted, she said straight up, I just want someone to love me. And while you're having sex with someone, it's like, it can be like, you feel like. like connection. Right. And, but if you're a child and. Anyway, it's really sad, and that was and that was years ago. Do we do we train them better now? Is the education system no, any better? Is worse. it worse? Whose worse. responsibility is it, like, to make sure that originally it's the parents? I would hope it's but the, the parents. parents are shitheads. See, this is why everyone should not be a fucking parent. There are too many shitheads in the world. Like I I watch and I read things all the time about um, children getting abused by their parents or neglected oh, yeah. or. I was just listening to this story online about the these two uh, two boys. One was frozen to death oh. because the dad had custody. The the uh, the, eight, the boys were eight years old, and the they didn't call like they didn't call the mother stepmom. And the dad worked for the new uh, NYPD, so he was you know he's already a fuckface. Um, and basically he would abuse them, and he would go, the kids would go to school with their pants all soiled. Um, oh. One of the teachers said the 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 uh, urine came all the way down to his shoes and the shoes were squishing. Oh. The kids ate out of the car. It was just a sad, sad story. Oh, oh by the way, these these kids were white too. So really? let's, 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 wow. like, let's 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 throw that out there too, since you know, black people we're the you know, we're part of the single mothers constantly wow. around. You know, but I think that the it's the divide is is growing between all, our society is dividing in a strange way in that right now we've got snowflakes. We've got rich little snowflakes that are like, everything they do is championed. They always have a participation trophy. They get to run around the restaurant. Suddenly, well, suddenly <laughs> they're in their 20s and they're like, how do I live my life? And, and they're... Because everything has been given to them and they haven't had to Catered work for to. anything. But then that divide is growing and then you have the other side where... The abuse is happening and the neglect is happening and they're, they're, the, they're there's no one there to take care of them. Get the abuse too. I mean, don't get it twisted. Yeah. The, the, I mean, 
trust me a lot of those rich kids and i'm not making excuses for rich kids i make it ex- i'm i'm saying their parents are shitheads <laughs> it doesn't matter what class that you come from you can be born into the wrong family mm-hmm. of shitheads i mean you sure. would hear about like okay for example the kennedys were not a perfect household there was some abuse in that family uh well then you also have the problem when people have too much money that there are no consequences exactly so they think they can do anything they want and they can always get away with it because they have lawyers or people they can squash things they've got political influence so there's the other side of the coin where if something happened and a family was poor that person would be in jail like there's right, no exactly. way to get around it but if you have enough money you can do whatever you want absolutely like you have like the uh patty hearst the hearst family they're fucked up i mean that family has got some i don't want to be born into that the gettys one of them didn't the one of them fake their kidnapping back in the 70s because know, he was trying to get attention wow like, like you have all i mean abuse goes in in different classes but you see the difference you know when you have more money you have the expertise to lash out a little more donald jr didn't talk to his dad for a long time because Mm. what he did to his mom Mm. and so he was bartending for a while and he was an alcoholic a lot of them turned to drugs joe biden's son he likes crack wow you're not well, I right love strippers. Who doesn't love strippers? I mean, I like strippers. There's nothing one, wrong with strippers. He got one pregnant and tried to deny it. Oh, well, see, you're not supposed to have sex with strippers. There's no sex in the champagne room. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to, but but also sex work is real work, and I wish that it would be legalized, and then there wouldn't be problems like that because you wouldn't get a stripper pregnant because you would be using condoms because it would be regulated, and you'd put the towel. It'd be just like Amsterdam, like no glove, no love, and this, I guess, maybe, maybe if you're paying more, or I don't know, I don't know. Never mind. The, the, I don't know the, anything about sex work, so. The the point is, these kids are fucked up because mm. of the abuse and also neglecting your children or not spending time with your children is a form of abuse as well. Sure. These people, and I'm talking about the wealthy kids now, <laughs> their abuse is, it may not be with like a wooden paddle or it may be with the fact of a wooden paddle and my father's never here or never around anyway. He's always on business trips. Right. My mom is on uh, Quaaludes all the time and always Oh, drop, Quaaludes. Well, those are, I thought those were gone. They Find were me gone. the Quaaludes. I don't know why I thought of that. Was I the first, miss Quaaludes. That, that was the first thing I thought of. You know, sure. the fact of the matter is like those kind of kids suffer from uh, the fact that they don't get enough attention mm. from their parents. And they... They can get whatever they want, but that still doesn't get them love. Right. Money no. doesn't, money right. can't buy me love. And then you have the other Hi. spectrum if you come from a working class, lower middle class, where the struggle is real, where you don't have the money, but you have the frustrations of either both parents or one parent of trying to get by. Sometimes the streets raise your kids because you can't be there because right. you have to put food on the table. That's not a form of abuse, it might be a form of neglect. But this is where parenting gets a little bit fucked up. This is why you can't have, and ladies, this is why you can't have kids with every motherfucker that you see. Okay? <laughs> Don't, listen, just because you probably made a whoopsie, there is the morning after. Well, and there's also. You need to be careful who you I think IUDs, be. I think that we don't pay enough attention. I mean, I guess with STDs, IUDs can be scary for some people. But, I mean, I've had an IUD for a long time now and boy is that great and I'm surprised that it was never introduced to me in my earlier times 
Yeah, but I... I mean, it's it's just... Because here's what it comes down to. All men are dogs. Dogs want to... They want to have sex, and they don't want to use condoms. They just don't. They don't want to do it. And then there's also the fact, going back to the the former student, there are a lot of women out there, a lot of young girls that feel that, that wanting to be loved. If I just have a baby, it'll be easier for me. That is like something that I, I would hear constantly all the time where, you know, if I just have a baby, you know, maybe, maybe he'll stay. Maybe he'll stay that or, or mostly I hear the, like, you know, I just want something to love because yeah. they come from a background of abuse and neglect. But then how do you... So this was the thing that we, we gave this girl when she was 15 and she said she wanted to have a baby. We There was a thing in the late 90s, early thousands called a baby think it over. And it was a baby with a computer chip in I it. I what you're talking and about. And it yeah. would cry and it would do things and you were supposed to do things to it, like change its diaper and it would know and it would sense these You'd things. You, there were, you, you were basically supposed to treat it like a real baby like and you took it for three days and you treated it like a baby and then you took the computer chip out and you put it into this little computer and it told you what happened with the baby and then everyone knew and it was a learning device and um she brought her baby back and it was dead and it had died like in the first 12 hours because it wouldn't stop crying and she wrapped it up and stuck it in a drawer so she didn't really take the baby think it over real seriously obviously and and, the, and so when the baby, we came back and stuff and we went through the printout, we're like, your baby's been dead for two days. And she was like, uh, and it was like, okay, but you didn't understand. So what we're trying to do, and she just wouldn't, there was some cognitive dissonance there. And that's the other thing. If you're a 15 year old girl, you're a girl. You're, not, you're a 15 year old girl. Yeah. You're a little girl. And, and that, that your whole body can have a baby is weird and scary. And, and have the mind of a child. Right. Then what is, what is with that? I mean, I guess evolutionary er, evolutionarily back in the day, it was important to have babies early because we only had a lifespan of 25, 30 years because our teeth would rot out of our face because we didn't have toothbrushes or toothpaste or like there was no medicine or whatever. So yeah, you should start having kids at 14, 15 because you're going to be dead when you're 25 and you could die in childbirth at any time when you're giving birth in the field or whatever the fuck is going on (laughs) but so i understand that evolutionarily that makes sense but now we gotta like squash that shit we gotta put some science on it we gotta put some we're supposed to be living till we're like 95 100 now like the the how long we're living is supposed to be going up and well, the, the good thing is the teenage teenage pregnancy rate has went down, especially since I've been in high school, and that was ninety six to two thousand, because <clears throat> the pregnancy pregnancy the teenage pregnancy rate I do recall, especially like in the mid nineties, was pretty high. But then again, this was during the time, and I'm not saying they still do take they still do try to teach. Oh, abstinence, which is unrealistic. Well, is it? Is it? Abstinence is very unrealistic for a teenager. It's safe. I didn't have. Okay, so, but maybe I'm a different. I'm different because I was such a prude. But like, I really wasn't. I don't even think I had sex when I was in my early twenties, and I wasn't even ready then. I don't know. I don't think. You're a prude. I guess. Was fucking in your high school? Were they? You went to a Christian school when I was little, but my high school was a public school. Yeah, they're fucking i just can't believe i couldn't ever imagine like being naked in some in front of somebody it just seems like so like i i don't know who, who was naked and, they weren't getting naked they the dude would just unzip his pants and you wear your top 
Oh, wow. I don't know. I didn't lose. I don't know. I didn't. Just, 20. Yeah. So but, I mean, high school. Come on. High school kids are always fucking. That's just. I don't I mean, think that high school girls are ready for that, though. I didn't say they weren't ready. I didn't oh, okay. say they were ready. I like, said I get it. Fucking. The guys are ready. I think that all guys should just be super gay until they're like 18. And then <laughs> they should oh. just do things because all the guys are horny. Right. So let the guys be all with all the guys and like all that Roman bath, Greek, old timey shit. They already do that. Okay, my eyes are being opened to the. They already do. I, as as someone that used to be a uh, a, a boy or excuse me a freshman uh, wrestling uh, oh. volunteer, they already do that, sweetheart. Well, I, I like I, the the showers are real. Two now, of my cute little boys were wrestling. They were both drunk and they were wrestling the other day outside of the bar, and it was like darling. And but I was almost like I was a little bit nervous because one of them is much bigger than the other, but they're both very strong. And they were fuck. They're like little boys playing, and it was like I was like they're little boys until someone gets their nose broken. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> when you're in your teens, you can wrestle. When you're in your twenties, someone someone pops an AC. When you're <laughs> when you're in your thirties, you break a nose. Come on, boys, stop it. They're so cute, though. Oof. I just think that you know. I think my problem with a lot of this with the single mother thing. Yeah, is back, sorry. Back to this. I get caught on boys. With, back to the single mother. <laughs> with um, I I my issue is mostly with grown ass women. If you're twenty. 21, 22. I have an issue if you have a baby every year. Oh. And you 25 or you have a baby with every year with someone else. I got a problem did, with did you. Did you did I ever tell you the story my my first my first year of substitute teaching, I taught in West Sacramento at a school that was for girls who had had babies. And um they one of them pulled me aside and I was making $1200 a month after taxes. So I think I was making like 1450 a month as a teacher working full time. Wow. Right. This is in 90, this is in 97, 98. And so I'm teaching these girls and they're all in a room with me learning and their kids are in another room with other girls that are learning how to take care of them. But I'm teaching them school. It was like a, their kids were there. They were there. Oh, oh, a phone call. Richard, sweet girl. A phone call. A phone call. Mutiny Radio. Oh my God, it's Sam. Oh my God. Oh wait, hold on. Okay. Oh, I have to figure this out. I have to press. I'm sorry, I'm ruining everything right now. No, you're okay. ruining everything. There, pull this down. Oh, I have, we have to put our headphones on now because we have a person. <laughs> sorry. He called and he was bored. Hi, Sam. Hey, uh. This hey, was one hey. of the boys who was wrestling the other night and I was worried for him. <laughs> Big fan of this. Just want to start off. Big fan of the station. Long time listener. First time caller. <laughs> Your face is up? so funny right now. <laughs> what? Latoya's making funny. I was just um, regaling a story of what, what we were talking about. <laughs> Never mind. Single mothers. Sing, we were talking about single mothers, and then somehow we got into high school boys, and then. That's her favorite subject. No, I'm not. I'm not just just because I want to look at pictures of. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm blushing already. Hi, Sam. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. How's your back? Back is fucked. My oh. Back is fucked. Um. He was trying to be yeah, a was, hero on Sunday, and he did something super stupid. He stood on top of a railing, and he tried to push a light that was like five feet away from him. He could have just used a tool. That's I could, a, even looking back, I could have done it. It was. It was possible. It was a possible maneuver. 
the athleticism was not there, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you, but you know what separates us from the beasts? Our ability to use tools. And there were pool sticks, and we could have used the stick. And instead, you sacrificed your body for no reason. Ouch. And is your back all bruised? There's a huge bruisey scrapey on your back. Back is bruised. But here's the thing, Pam. Yeah. I am a beast. Like, when you when you do the man or beast poop game on the street, uh-huh. and you say beast, it's most likely my shit. <laughs> you poop on the streets? You do not. I poop on the street. No, no you got to use a clamshell. <laughs> That's what? the that's the key, the key. You use the old um, takeout boxes from people, and you poop in those, and then you close them up and you throw them in the garbage. Have you had a lot of experience with this? No. Well, no. I live I live in the tenderloin. I've seen others do it. I can learn from experience. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to derail the conversation. No, no, no. I mean, at least to poop. Who, who am I? Who are? Who am I on with? It's Latoya, the sheriff of it's truth. It's the sheriff of truth. I haven't met you yet. You I haven't met, but he, she's heard all about you. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Hi, Latoya. Nice to meet you over the phone. Oh, it's nice to meet you over the phone. It's like a 1-800 what? number. Yeah. <laughs> what were you guys talking about pre pre? Well, we started with um, the news, and Kamala Harris was just talking about black maternal health, and and then we talked about teen moms, and and then we we usually talk about racism a lot. We were getting into the stigma of single mothers, which which it is a stigma, and how, why, you know, there's the stigma with single mothers, but you don't hear too much of a stigma of single fathers. Well, they're, well, they're, but because a single father is like a, is like a saint. He's like a, he's like a God. They're like, oh, are you a single dad? Wow. You work so hard. But then single moms are vilified, so that's stupid. Well, also, too. Here, we'll, it, we'll ask Sam, because he's 24. Do you, do you use condoms? Or do you try to raw dog it's it all the, the time? Same thing. No, it is because we were talking about young. It's no, it's when young people are fucking and whether guys like because that's the problem. That's why there's girls that get pregnant is that the guys are not using what? You, do, you just wanted to find out. No, I'm just yeah. curious. He's a young guy. Thank Shut you, up, Latoya. Latoya. <laughs> you ain't fooling nobody. Yeah. Jeez, on, that's yeah. why we call her the sheriff Stay of truth. <laughs> I asked Sam a question. Okay, I guess you have to answer the question now. Uh, Here's the truth. I don't keep them on me, but (laughs) I will use them if they're presented. Ah, so it's always the woman's responsibility, which it is really, I guess. It's not her responsibility, but also, like, you used to be able to have to spend $50, $70 on Plan B. Now they got a little pill in the pregnancy test, and the pregnancy tests are only, like, $16.99, right? (laughs) And the plan B is you know, cheaper. If, you know, if, if you're if you're a good shopper, you you, you know you'll save more. So it's, it's economic. And here's here's the thing about the plan B too. Plan B is always cheaper than getting an abortion. That well, it, unless you're on MediCalc, they're free. And if you're I will on always and I will always Venmo for it without even being asked. The other, the, <laughs> I'll I'll Venmo the the cost of it. You're a gentleman. Not the full plan B, but the pregnancy test costs. I'll be like, what is this Venmo for $16.99? Like, <laughs> All right, here's what you got to do. You got to go into a CVS and you get a pregnancy <laughs> test. The store brand one, you know, not not the... Yeah, not, not the, the... Not the name brand. One. Not the name brand. No, there's yeah, the... come on. I'm, we're budget here. <laughs> You're not budget. Well... We're budgeting here. When it, when it comes to... When it comes to this, we're budgeting. All right. Well, when then it comes you got it. Then you, this, when it comes, <laughs> but it's um, everything's free on Medi-Cal, so no, no worries. My oh. my second abortion was absolutely 100 percent free. It's great. Is that is that my twin? <laughs> yeah. No, no. My second abortion would be almost six years old now. 
I would have a six-year-old, oh, okay. which would be a nightmare. Could you imagine me running around with a six-year-old, like no. trying to take him into bars? Actually, <laughs> I don't think it'd be a bad thing. It'd be I, horrible. But you know what? But here's the thing. You would have lucked out with the fact of like Jonathan would have, you didn't end up with an asshole. And this is what, this is the other part that makes women and the single mothers don't end up with an asshole mm. this is where i say be careful who you procreate with or fuck because you know you might be dealing with an asshole in the future that will just walk up and leave or that's not my baby or i'm our, i'm married and i already have kids the, the mori yeah <laughs> luke uh, moore is the father or it's just like you know <laughs> well whenever you need me i guess you know just call me and i'll send you a check you know, kind of like a prostitute in a way, mm. you know, so it's you. And the thing is, if you would have kept your child, you would have been lucky. You at least Awful. been lucky to. I'd be living so, in a, in a, a studio apartment with a six year old and two cats. That's oh, insane. Yeah. You, would, I don't think you would have gotten the second cat. <laughs> fair. I think he's right about that fair, part. Fair. But I just, I needed a baby. I, I, I at least would have seen the fact that you probably would have had a two parent home. Maybe, yeah. You know, yeah. Because it would have been Jonathan's. But right. he was not ready to have kids either. Yeah, he was like twenty-seven at the time. Right. I mean, he was better twenty-seven than seventeen. Oh, I, I really. Lady. Why does everyone think I want to fuck high school students? No, that's I'm just, not the no, case. No, I'm just saying. Students. No, College I was just students. saying for the fact of like maturity. Like he at least was damn near thirty. Sure. You know, but that doesn't even matter anyway. There's I'm the least mature out of all of us. There are <laughs> I mean, shitheads out here who are 30, 40, 50, 60 who still pull off, well, that's not my kid. You know, fuck well, you. Uh, this is when I think that vasectomy is necessary. Oh, yeah. There's actually, there's a I woman. reversible vasectomy. I think that they should they should have them. They they should all have them should until. Should you have to get a vasectomy by a certain age? I think that when boys go through uh, whatever, their little balls drop or whatever happens and they start stop shooting blanks or whatever or start shooting real bullets, I think that there should be a reversible vasectomy that they get until they like take some kind of test or do some sort of thing test. and say like, Whoa. I want to actually procreate now. And then you just That's reverse the vasectomy. Dystopic, no? What's, it's a little bit fascist, absolutely. Oh, well, here's what this congresswoman in Alabama is doing. She's this black congresswoman and she's basically, she came up with the concept, well, you know, if you're going to have laws on women's bodies saying that we can't have abortions at a certain uh, uh, week period, she came out with, uh, if you are a male uh, that has kids over the age of 50, you have to get a vasectomy. She's trying to put that into law, trying to basically give you a fuck you sign to the fact of like, see, this is what happens when... Uh, the government so, is on our bodies. I'm confused. Men over 50 have to get vasectomies? I'll look up the uh, interview. Uh, it's. Yeah. I mean, I'm cool with that. She's she's basically trying to... Uh, People to, shouldn't be having kids that are going to steal my water in the future. That was the... I got the, the thing... The time I got the most angry was when I saw... I was on BART and I saw two ugly people and they had triplets. It was two boys and a girl. So they had 
paternal triplets and they were all ugly and then they had a fourth kid which was also ugly and younger and i was like you motherfuckers why does it matter that they're ugly because they had three kids and they didn't they, they clearly went for a fourth kid because they thought they'd have they'd try again that's Did so you had luck? three they had three like go back oh, to walnut on, creek you so... rich fuck how many kids do you need in the future right, stealing my bars. water not from walnut creek not everyone's from walnut creek well it's just what i use for rich people who can afford four know, kids anyway you... It's crazy. My mom and dad. <laughs> Do you I'm have four? You are, you're in a, four. you have your parents have four kids. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, and well. It's okay. Four of us were accidents. <laughs> All four. Well. Well, you've landed in the right place since you're calling from. I'm sure your two your bedroom with two pillows. <laughs> no, I'm 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 outside. Right oh, now. okay. Good for you. All right. Uh, what is she's she's looking it up? So what do you want to talk about? Oh, Sam? here it is. Oh, here it is. I found it. Uh, so she Alabama is... lawmaker introduces mandatory vasectomy bill. Yeah, mutilate their that dicks. Seems, that seems like a joke, though. No, it's, no, it's, no. This is what she's doing. Like... So uh, Alabama Representative uh, Rolanda Hollis introduced a mandatory vasectomy bill to male legislators. A taste of what women have been feeling for years. Ha ha. Um, Wait, Democratic... specifically to male legislators? Well, just to yeah, tell male so, legislators, like, fuck your face. So like, the bill... Yes, I'm listening. Oh, so the bill was sponsored by Hollis that required that all men get a vasectomy after they turn 50 or after they have their third child, yeah. whichever comes first. It always takes two to tango, Hollis told Alabama.com. We can't put all the responsibility on women. Men need to be responsible also. If passed, the bill oh will require God, men hilarious. to also pay for the vasectomy out of pocket. Representative <laughs> Hollis said the vasectomy bill will help with reproductive systems, adding that it would neutralize the abortion ban and help prevent pregnancies as well as abortions of unwanted children. Yeah. That, Amen, oh sister. God. That seems like that seems like an onion article, but I bet she wrote like 4,000 words on it. No, she it, That's great. I'm she, super stoked. Absolutely. Men over 50 or if you should have a vasectomy if you, if you have, have three children. If you have three kids, absolutely. She so basically what she's doing is trying to say fuck you. If you're going to put this uh, abortion ban into law, I got something for that ass. Mm. Basically, yeah, she could debate that just like how just like the vasectomy bill. Exactly, because you need the sperm in mm-hmm. order to make the for the egg to basically yeah. bring life. Right. So like Can't they said, it it's, it's takes two the tango. Yeah. So the fact that matter is just like, you're putting all the, you know, yes, you're putting our, our bodies. You're putting our eggs in a basket. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm going to put your seed yeah, we're gonna, on the chopping block. We're going to put you, put your dick in a hammock. <laughs> so I, I mean, I don't think it's going to pass, but I just like the fact that she, Hell yeah! this sister right here is just no, like, you know what? I got something for that ass. <laughs> it's feminism. That's hilarious though. But, and, and of course, the you know the men are like, oh my god, fifty-seven-year-old men with Viagra from Tijuana are shitting themselves <laughs> right now. Well, and that's another thing that um, ED medication, like Viagra, is covered under most insurance exactly. plans, but oftentimes birth, birth control is, is not. not. So that just the oh. the cognitive dissonance of that for me is like, so men matter and women don't. Oh, yeah. oh, that's oh, that's right. I just remembered that. That's why when you go to the doctor because you're going through menopause and you're sweating at night and they say sleep on a towel. Not to play devil's advocate here, but what's the cost breakdown between Viagra and birth control? Right? Oh, I'm sure it's the same. Oh, I, I think Viagra is more expensive because it, usually it's $60 a bottle for Viagra. Oh, and all that it, packaging it, they use. 
Yeah. Single serving. Well, I'm talking. That's funny. Um, I'm talking when the original Viagra, because now there's so many off brands of Viagra that they don't. It. I don't even know what men's. What do they call it? It's not technically Viagra anymore. Oh, Viagra's well, they just call they just call it ED, whatever. Yeah, like, it's, erectile it's dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction. Right, but it's also Viagra's emotional the, disturbance is uh-huh. the other thing you say for ED. Viagra is just the brand. So the brand, uh, when it came out, I believe it was like sixty dollars for birth control pills, and it depends what kind of birth for pills. It's the cheaper pills are cheaper than like getting an IUD or but uh, IUD is like a one shot and it stays exactly. in there so it's like so you don't have to worry about it ever again yeah like the IUD and the patch are kind of like the Mercedes Benz of birth control <laughs> the pills uh, are like the I toilet. used to have that joke I wrote that exactly the same way you just said that, that did is, you that is absurd let's swear we are uh, we have a connection right now really <laughs> yeah I used to say that, that, that IUDs are the Mercedes Benz of birth control. I, I swear to God. I call, them the, I call them a copper pool sweeper because they keep out all the dead babies. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like it's a little copper pool sweeper in my uterus just floating around. That's funny. Uh, yeah. I had a friend who uh, had a failed IUD. Like, <gasps> wiggle with around it. Like you ever, do you ever use a French press and sometimes the ground <laughs> yeah, will do. go right outside of it? Ooh. And you'll get a ground in your coffee. Yeah. That's what happened to her. Nightmare. That sounds Nightmare painful fuel, too. Yeah. And it, yeah, and then your baby gets all caught up in caught the up caught in up the in the pool copper. sweeper. That's yep. bad. That's bad. And then when it wants to come out nine months later, it's there's oh. IUD in the way. I don't understand. Clumpy. Oh, poor Clumpy. Clumpy. <laughs> so Sam, what do you want to talk about? Let's get out. I'm Let's... having fun in this direction. Oh, you like you like <laughs> talking? Yeah, like. This, I guess this is a what's sexual the joke? Repro- I used to tell the joke all the time. Is, oh, yeah. I used to tell a joke about how I had really bad period cramps, and it's because the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. Uh, get out of there, you guys. Get out of there. But now I can't do, like, all my period jokes anymore because... Yes, you can. I still you can? St- yeah, because yeah, you, you still will get it once in a while. I still get it once yeah. in a while. So, and that's no one's fucking okay. business anyway. Uh, you can still... It's, yes. I think it's everyone. How much of a comedy purist are you that you... <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have no... I have absolutely no shame about talking about anything ever. And I think that... That should be, which is why I like talking about menopause because, and I know people hate it. Audiences, a lot of times just pull right back. They're like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. Because people have not talked about their, their women's bodies are funny, period. And so now, uh, (laughs) and the fact of the matter is just like, just as recently people, women have started to get comfortable about talking about menstruation and now the other M word, menopause. Yeah, men are all in there comfortable to talk about but you still have the majority of people that squirm yeah. which i don't understand why i don't those people don't have female friends that's that's I that think that's where, or, where the or they just bro down but there's the also time. two women that are so conservative and i'm not even talking about politically conservative I'm just talking about conservative when it comes to their sexuality that are afraid to talk about that or have never touched themselves those are the women that you know usually don't like to talk about menstruation or menopause they oh i don't masturbate liar i don't believe women like that <laughs> they're all liars like, oh my god she's talking about oh my menopause. i i literally as a as a child i used to That's masturbate a, a lot as a child and i literally had to do it in the closet because i was my my family shamed Shame. me so hardcore that, extra door, that, that extra I door. I had a really big closet as a child. I had a really 
big I was wealthy and I had a very big closet and so I'd go in my closet and lay down with my Barbie dolls and I'd masturbate and And I remember being like eight nine ten and hiding and then my mom being like Pamela Pamela and I was like oh shit and I'd have to like sneak out oh no I was playing over here behind my bed well no I didn't I wasn't like that I never there was no insertion there was no insertion there was no insertion. It was all like clitoral. It was clitoral touch, stimulation. Touch, it's touch my, the lips. It's the, no, not even room. that. Not even that. It was all like on my fist. You like lay on it and you like rub around. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all see, clitoral I, stuff. I was more of a Grinding. toucher. Yeah. I'm more of You're a You're 18 for this story, right? What, what, what? You're 18 for this story, right? No. Oh, well, I, it's a... T- why? Children are sexual beings too. I've... I've Children I've, explore. I've had... That hung out with many tiny babies, many tiny baby boys that have gotten little cute tiny bitty bitty hard ons in the bathtub. They're, I mean, little babies, they, it happens. And it's not even. I have a question for you, Pam. This he, might be right up your alley. What's the legislation for under 18 erotic fiction? Like, how- well, you, I mean, I guess usually it's not erotic. Usually it's like PG 13, like for young adult fiction. Because even if you no, read no, a no, book no. like Twilight, it's like, I mean, they're. They just gloss over certain things. But when you're a kid, you can read anything. So, like, you can read Clan of the Cave Bear, and there's some super sexy stuff in there. That was my go-to masturbation book when I was a kid, Clan of the Cave Bear. I think it was, like, page 82 or 85, something around 70. There was this one part of the book where, I mean, it was all the... The whole concept of the book is there's this guy who goes around and he like deflowers all the women and that's like, it's like a thing and it's this girl. Anyways, it's this super, super like sexy thing. Kid. I used to read it and masturbate to it all the time as a kid, like with a book. Isn't that weird? No, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's quite intelligent and it's better than watching pornography. I never watched porn. Definitely better than yeah, I, I, I would I, I wish I could it. say I was elegant about my masturbation when I was younger as a teenager. But I didn't watch porn for because it got me hot. I watched it because it was funny and I had a VHS and so it was bad hair, bad music, and it was bad acting. And people fucking Yeah. <laughs> you say you say it was you say it was funny, Latoya. Does that mean you watched it with friends? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would watch it with friends, and it wasn't like until like when dudes started coming around. I'm like, wait a minute, this is getting nothing creeps this me out more. Make me hot. This is making them hot. I'm gonna turn this off because this shit is. How does this make you look at this? Look at the Jerry curls in this fucking VHS. N- nothing, <laughs> nothing creeps You're me out. About Ron Jeremy, I know who. Exactly yeah. about. <laughs> nothing creeps me out more than a room full of men watching porn together. It is weird. And that has happened. I've walked in because yeah. I have yeah. friends yeah. that were like in it. fraternities I've together. I've had friends that. I've had friends that have tried to do that with me. Nathan and I had this conversation. It is it is utterly creepy. All those kids turn out to be weirdos. It's, it's <laughs> creepy. Like, you walk in the room ah, and let's it's... Let's watch porn. I mean... Ah. It, it's like they're all... It, it, it's creepy. You, everyone's quiet. Everyone's focused. Everyone is just Ooh. like... It, their eyes are on the telly and Ooh. nothing else exists. And their but they're hands all are going, together. If they're all together. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. It's gross. It's almost as bad I as... Don't, like, I mean, I don't want to shame them. Maybe that's their thing. But I'm I don't. You know what's even weirder? You know what's even weirder? When you got one guy who's just like eating potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to 
happy with the guy eating potato That's chips. That's the only sound you hear. <laughs> exactly. Dude, it, it, it's very weird. I've seen that. I Yeah, I've experienced walking into a room with dudes watching porn. And it's just like, hey, you can sit here. I'm like, no, Mm-mm. I'm not. I'm mm. walking away. Nope. This is not going to be a gangbang. Uh, yeah. I Now, I've watched porn with ladies as an adult and didn't get me hot. I think it's I mean, I guess I would totally, if I was going to watch porn with women, I would make sure that it was gay dude porn. Really? Yeah, I could get into that. Gay dude porn? Yeah. Uh, well, I actually yeah. used to do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because it's like, you could be, you could have gay dude porn on and be making biscuits. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's just background noise. <laughs> sure, it's just background noise. Be big. I love that you call it gay dude porn. <laughs> <laughs> gay porn, which is is, is ambiguous. <laughs> well, um, here to change the subject, just since we were talking about baking, um, <laughs> what what flavor pot food should I make this week, Sam? Oh my God, the cinnamon swirl was amazing. You want me to do the cinnamon bread that. again? I can make them in individual rolls too, so that they're all like, so I don't have to slice it. I might do that. Make them like little so individual rolls, slice and then the, and and the then consistency of it was scone like. Well, I, because I fucked it up. Because I was. Well, it's it's you you finessed the fuck up then. Okay, good. It's all about finesse. Well, I, I made it work, but okay, I can make a cinnamon thing again this week. That's not yeah. tough. Cinnamon thingy. <laughs> you can come on Fridays too. Or you work on Fridays. I fucking work on Fridays I and I Saturdays. Say, I, you can... I swear I'll be here on a Thursday though. Okay. I just I, I'll have I'll have pot food during the whole festival. I, I I'll just, just be baking the whole week. Working as a bartender, I'm getting burnt out. Yeah. I'm getting that three year itch. Like I'm I'm starting to miss like having a Friday off because I I haven't been here on a Friday in a year. I thought you just came back from Shanghai or some shit. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. shit, were you how quarantined? Did you, how did you get a, you you came just before the quarantine? How yeah. do we not all have corona right now? I know, I'm I'm a survivor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, no, I haven't been here on a Friday in over a year and some months, and so it's just like I'm at that point where I'm like probably gonna start giving away my Friday bar shifts because these people out here they they eat your soul. Absolutely. Do you know what Sam does? What? Works out? Well, he doesn't. He's a bike messenger, so he just constantly works out. He's biking. She's saying that with a big Kool Aid smile on her Shut face up. right Shut now. Up. Shut up. She wrote a book about it. Shut up. Shut up. But I swear I'll be here like. Actually, put me on for, thir- not put me on, but volunteer. I meant to answer oh, that okay, thank on you. a Thursday. For the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival yeah. coming up in coming up in less two than two weeks. Fuck, it's already March. Uh, it's almost already March. I'm, free- I'm not freaking out, but I'm freaking out a little bit. You know what? You're not freaking out in contrast to the prior festivals. You usually start freaking out around now. Well, I, I have good. already had like three nervous breakdowns this month, so I think I've gotten through it. I think it's like what also happened. not be- drinking. That's I was also say I'm that. not also I'm not drinking. I think that actually I was getting ready to mention that like your your calm cool collective. So maybe the fact that you're not you don't have any toxins in you right now, that might be helping too. <laughs> I no, I mean Sam, I'm, I'm remembering Kelvin like last night to you or two nights ago. He's like, Sam, you know what? I I like you not drinking. 
Yeah, that's everybody seems to like me not drinking. That's, that's, but you know I'm who likes me drinking? Scared. Me. Like, you know who likes you know who likes to drink? I do. Yeah, I know. Who wants to have a pint in one Sam. hand? <laughs> Wait, what was that, Sam? I was just thinking like when he was saying that, like, oh poor Pam. I well oh. everybody Tell I me mean you're crushing I, her. I'm not I'm I swear I'm not an alcoholic. I mean I haven't I have a beer in my fridge at home right now. I have all kinds of alcohol at my house and I've had no temptation to drink it. I worked in a bar last night. I've been working. It's, this is week two? This is week three. three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, usually... I'm fine. You'd be having the cold sweats by day two. I didn't have any withdrawal <laughs> symptoms. Everything was fine. I'm fine. No delirium tremens? None of that. No shaky shakies. <laughs> no I'm Michael really, J. Foxes? I don't... It's one of those things where... Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't have Parkinson's. Uh, but I... I, people don't seem to understand that I make really poor decisions whether I'm sober or not. I'm just, I'm, that's just me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's, matter what substances I'm on. I still do and say fucked up things. Like it doesn't. Well, it's all about, you said it so yourself. Like it's about your food intake. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and know. I really am trying to eat. Yeah. I'm eating 1500 calories a day. I'm doing it. That's, a, that's the average that you're supposed I'm to have. I'm supposed right? to be. Yeah. 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 So I'm doing it. Yeah. Getting it done. And you said you've lost... It's hard because I don't... I can't taste anything. So it's just not as fun as it used to be. Like eating Aww. used to be really fun. And now it's like, mm, it's okay. How about... <laughs> I bet you if someone put some fog wall in your face, you'd well, be like, Well, that's, yeah. that's a texture thing. But so yeah. But, but also you could put cat food in front of me and say it's foie gras and I wouldn't know the difference. Oh, don't say that. I'm sorry. That's oh, absolute no. reality. You could... Would you feel it? You'd feel it in your belly. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I've never eaten cat food before, so I'm not yeah, sure. I was like, don't... <laughs> but but if you if if you mistake if you like took if you made some Chex Mix and put some cat food in there, like some dry cat food, I probably wouldn't notice. You're you would. You have a good material. neck and nose. For I it. don't know because right now, poop, coffee, and gyros all smell the same. Oh damn! Yeah, I know. Scary. Right. I know. This is welcome that to the That doesn't seem like a naturally selected trait. Like, <laughs> it's, like maybe no. it's a good thing that you're not procreating. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, all these, Your kids would get poisoned like every day. <laughs> it's, like I, could, I had an excellent t- sense of taste and smell until I was 45. But then oh. then it, that's when it all. It, I guess it's just your body. My, I'm getting but old. You, my body's falling apart. But it, I don't think it has anything to do with the alcohol. That. Oh, no, it has nothing to do with alcohol. Yeah, that trait is from cigarettes. No, that... it's not. It's from menopause. It's a oh, common yeah. thing that I when you go through menopause, you lose your sense of taste and smell. Thing. It's pretty common. So I'm like, oh, it's Look, pretty... Sorry, did you say you keep forgetting about the whole menopause thing? She... I do. I, I don't be... know how that's possible when she's reminding you every <laughs> five minutes. It's true. I'm, t- I'm terrible. I, my script is the same all the time. I just constantly review my script in my real life so that it works on stage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Sam, say something funny. <laughs> no. Make up. Latoya laugh. You're like a civilian, like... Tell tell me a joke, clown. Make me laugh, clown. Juggle something. Tell her your tell her your political joke. My my political joke. Yeah, the one about the the one about the cactus. The one about the uh, cactus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Latoya, have you heard uh you heard about this Iowa cact Iowa caucus? Yeah, I have. All this business in the Iowa caucus, you know. We're talking a lot about Iowa caucus in the news right now. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying we should legalize Iowa caucus. <laughs> Why is that? 
I could, you know, because it's not the government's job to tell us what to do with our consciousness. <laughs> you know, if I want to take a powerful hallucinogenic drug given to me by a shaman who knows what he's doing, then I think that's up to me. I don't think it's the government's job to, like, you know, make Iowa caucus illegal. <laughs> it's stupid. It's a stupid joke. Well, he didn't say that it's actually a strong hallucinogenic drug made from the ground-up needles of the Iowa cactus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that part. You forgot that part. See how I've yeah. memorized your script? <laughs> I I, I'm sorry. I, I have a, I have a um, auditory memory, so I, I have... I have I memorize you everyone's memorize jokes. scripts really well. That's like Nathan. I yeah. remember you said that. Yeah, I, yeah, like just like Nathan. Yeah, it's that whole musical theater upbringing. But he has it's a yeah. it's a cute joke. He has you're supposed to you've got to mention ayahuasca at some point because that's what. Uh, yeah. He's he's it's an oblique reference to ayahuasca, I'm but it's Iowa Iowa caucus Iowa caucus. Ayahuasca. Because ayahuasca comes from the plant. Right. Got it. Yeah, I know. But when you have to explain the joke, it's not that funny. (laughs) Also, the Iowa caucus was like from two weeks ago, so it's already timed out. Yeah. We can talk about Nevada. Wait, no. Is that what's happening next? Well, now we've moved to South Carolina. I think, well, actually, we're in Nevada right now. South Carolina's next week. I think there's going to be a debate tomorrow with that racist piece of shit bloomberg Ugh. trump light diet trump that i mean that can't happen he hasn't been doing anything and he, he's just gonna jump in because he has so much money yeah, is that he, the way it works yeah he's been he paid the dnc or excuse yeah paid the dnc uh over three hundred thousand dollars he's bought his way he's been buying uh black people yes he has been buying black people and mayors like london breed oh no um uh the mayor of uh libby what's her face the mayor of oakland um the mayor of houston yeah sam do you have any guns no i don't have any guns shit i was just hoping that for the apocalypse maybe you had some guns or something because if because no. the apocalypse is upon us did you know that this dystopian future yeah, the is coronavirus now? i'm i'm hoping to get taken out by the coronavirus Ooh, don't say like that. right away that'd be painful he, he he does a lot of things that are um i do a lot of coronavirus things a lot of coronavirus dangerous things yes picking like up cigarette 80, butts I, off I, the ground yeah eating chinese food well that's because that's because you throw your cigarettes away when they're, when, when they're done <laughs> When it's your fault. Done. You're gonna give me coronavirus, Sam. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't. Is it even real? Someone was saying yesterday, like, it's not a hoax. that it's that it's a We're CIA making, plot. Oh God! We're Just like AIDS. such a big deal out of it. It's it's only killed four people outside China. Uh, one of them was like an 80 year old Chinese dude in France. I don't know. So you think it's hysteria? You think it's medical hysteria? It's, it's absolute hysteria, as far as we're concerned. There's something. There's a real problem in China, but it's constrained to China. I heard they were shooting people. Like when people are trying to leave and sneak out, they just oh, shoot no them. Way. No, no, they haven't been doing that's, that. My aunt, I actually, I uh, just, I just spread rumor. That's why this shows a little bit about fake news. Because I, from, I just posted non-fake news. No, I know, but I'm saying that. I'm a anything that comes into my existence I just believe is truth and so I'm like a fake news beacon I'm like <laughs> give it to me I'll take it what do you I'll believe anything so my, the moon landing was fake I believe it flat earthers absolutely oh hell no, no I don't believe flat earthers <laughs> my uh my relatives finally just got back into uh Shanghai because they weren't allowed to come back home and my aunt actually had to borrow she, they were stuck in Thailand oh my goodness and so like they've been stuck for a couple weeks 
And nice so, place to be stuck. Yeah, but when you don't have too many funds left. Oh. Yeah, and you, you have to pay bills in China, but no one's at work right now in China, and you can't go home. Oof. That fucking sucks. So is the... No how, how working many, in China? Yeah, I have relatives uh, that live in Shanghai, cousins and my aunt. Latoya was, was just there. there. I was just there. Over, like, the Christmas break. Yeah. So yeah. I, I got Under back, year. like, on the 7th of January, and that next week... Uh, the story hit about the coronavirus. But here, the thing about the coronavirus is it's been around for several months. The Chinese government, which part of the Chinese government is communist, they were trying to hide it because of they course. thought that was going to hurt their economy, their world economy, which you stupid fucks <laughs> never hide a disease because it spreads. Did and no obviously one, no one saw outbreak <laughs> from 1996. Remember 1996 outbreak where they tried to hide outbreak it. Monkey. Remember well, 1996. Well, we don't even have to talk swine flu shit. Yeah. You know, so they were trying the doctor that was uh that outed the virus, he recently just died um from the virus. The swine, or the, the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, he because he was the one that broke the story and then the Chinese government actually conta- uh uh took him away and contained him someplace. So because they wanted him to hush. Yeah. Don't say shit. Did they give it to him? I probably wouldn't. I'm he- I'm going to not say yes and not say no. I mean, it just—it's a fishy—it's a fishy story. But he just died recently, and now you have both. Now you cough. You've got the virus. You—you have so many conflicting stories that you know it came from market. It came from where uh, uh, bats. You came. You know all these different things. So it's just like. It is spreading, and then so let's start the pool right now. How many? The bats is yes. When does the when when does the when does the dystopian future uh, apocalypse scape start? Do we give it six months, eight months? Is it going to be in five years that everything's burning? How how? how... I would fifteen. I'm gonna you say fifteen years? That's a pretty long. Fifteen years left left to live. Fifteen years left. That's pretty. Wow. Okay. I would say 15 years, 95% of the people are going to be gone. Wow. All right. Yeah, I yeah, like that. I like that. that. That's good. LaToya, what's your uh, I think we're Nostradamus? Here. I already, I don't think it's the apocalypse. I think it, if you have glaciers like falling and shit, oh, the uh-huh. temperatures, we're already there, dude. So oh, I think what? we're going to beat the glaciers. I think we're going to beat global warming ourselves. I, that's I think we're going to melt hopeful. into the glaciers. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone's really trying yet, so I don't know if we can beat it if no one's trying. But uh, how, Latoya, how long till everything falls apart? I think we've already started. So it's already, it's here. It's yeah, now. Yeah, I think, you know, with, uh, not even just with climate change, but with the water and and how people are fucking crazy, oh, yeah. we're already here. Yeah, well, there's a tense city in my, you know, this yeah. is very funny, actually, because just, um, last Saturday, I was kind of like walking through my neighborhood and looking at how many tents were up Leavenworth. and then Leavenworth and Jones, but this is hilarious. They all got cleaned out. Why? Cause they were filming the matrix the past two nights. So those motherfuckers came into my neighborhood. So this up. is the, the two blocks where there were tons and tons of tents and people are just living there now because they have nowhere else to live and they don't know what to do. And it's crazy. And it's totally palpable, scary stuff happening in my neighborhood. But magically for the fucking matrix, they cleaned them out. So money can clean out everything, except we only do it for two days at a time, motherfuckers. Right. What do they do? Do they and give everyone who's living? We only do it when living? Keanu Reeves is in town. Well, wait, he's in. Wait, 
Well, they're filming The Matrix all so over town. So that means Reese is here? He, well, I don't know what I they're... i got to find him. Sorry. Yeah, he's hot. He's half Japanese. That's why he's so Fuck. hot. No, it's he's half nice Hawaiian. Too. Oh, half he's Hawaiian. Got a good he's good personality. Hawaiian. God, I want... He has no personality. God, I want yes, him he inside does. me. Keanu Reeves. Uh, he was in a band, too. Yeah, Dog dog Star. Dog Star. Yeah, oh, I know. You like, I told Latoya you. I, likes, I like Brad Pitt. And Ooh, that's he's my He's my... And Keanu's here. Okay. So, So this goes back to... When we had the Super Bowl here a couple oh, years yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the fact of, like, we're going to sweep this under the rug. Four like, million dollars. Yeah, like, they had it as doesn't a budget. exist. And when everyone leaves, okay, back to normal. They had a four million dollar budget for the Super Bowl to clean, quote unquote, clean up downtown area so they gave shit. they gave vouchers to questionably housed people so that they could live in daily city in hotels and they they basically just whisked, whisked them away for a week them and the then and, and they spent four million dollars on it and then everyone just came right like, back the, the reason oh it's for the super Bowl. purely for yeah for the aesthetics of super but, bowl but purely aesthetic there's no like yeah like, there's is, Wow, that's that's so crazy. That's so it's it's, 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 it's such a waste of money. That, it's a look a look at reason. Yeah, because like not 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 health, not human services, just look at right, like, right, and poop on the street. They didn't want to have poop on the street for the Super Which Bowl. But you're still gonna have poop anyway because you have I'll drunk go shit folks. all over the street to protest. <laughs> I mean, anyone that goes to the Super Bowl, you're gonna have poop, shit, and vomit on the street anyway, because most of those. Well, they had carpeted the street too. It was so dumb. But so four million dollars on that, and then for this Matrix bullshit, they're like cleaning up the tenderloin for what two nights at a time? Where are they sending everybody? Because there are, I mean, I've lived there in that apartment for twelve years, and it has never been so desperate on the street. It has never been. I mean, last night I worse. was I was up a little lateness. I I went to bed about one thirty, but it was hard to sleep. There was like there was the Fuck my face guy was out. Fuck my life. Just screaming, <laughs> looking at himself, looking at himself in the window of the closed ramen shop, just screaming, fuck my life. It's it's only getting worse, fuck too. Fuck my life. Yeah. It's, and it's, people, they're yelling at each other. Someone was shot um, on the corner of 18th and Mission on- Was that Monday? Monday, yes. I got I was, my citizen, yeah. Yeah, because I was here at Mutiny Radio, and I was like, "Thank God I wasn't where I it was where I normally would be." And I'm like, Gee, "What the fuck is going on?" Someone was Mission. stabbed over 18th uh, and Mission. Yeah, someone was stabbed Whoa. over in the Tenderloin not too long ago. Like every, it seems like almost every day something is happening over there. Which you're, of course, that's going to happen because you have questionably housed mental they're, illness. But they're just you, sticking their tents up now. Like this never happened before. There were never like. 10 tents in a row on a street. You have no and place to walk. There's nowhere to walk. And I feel terrible because they need to live somewhere. I give them shorts of my cigarettes. I should do more, I guess. But The government should do more. But the, that's just crazy that they were there. The Matrix comes and they're gone. And they're going to be right back once the Matrix is done filming. So yeah. all this money the city's getting from the fucking Matrix, could, could it go into maybe... I don't know, servicing some people who live here? Yeah, a program to help people get out of their situation, especially uh, those who have mental illness. Yeah, it's you know, pretty rough. It's a waste of money, especially when you waste $4 million. $4 million can... You can get something out of that $4 oh, million rather than could, like sweep people away into daily city which is a suburb where it's people own their homes and don't want their value of their homes being declined we could have we could give people tiny homes that were like little mobile little like you know 
five by five, you know, little things and set them up in, I don't know, parking lots or whatever. There's all kinds of ways there, to house people. ways, but you know, when you have a mayor that is siding with uh, a fucking racist clown like Bloomberg, who, by the way, is not only just racist, but classist, you know, he doesn't want, he does not want a, a higher living wage. He, he blamed the recession of 2008, um, black people because of redlining, uh, What's he, redlining? Uh, redlining is where they won't give loans out. Oh, uh, because uh, of people in certain demographics in certain areas, urban people. Um, <laughs> and then also, too, he recently, uh, when he was mayor in New York, the const- uh, construction workers were working basically in uh, for, like, lower wages, and he did not sign the bill to get them $10 an hour plus benefits. This oh, is in, shit. This is in New York. $10 an hour ain't shit in New York. Absolutely. So, I mean... Um, Sam is... Um, Sam's wealthy... Um, Sam, can you tell us an example of when you've experienced white privilege? When I've experienced white privilege? Yeah. I'm just, I, I mean, um, I, I have a couple of them, but for me, but I'm just wondering for you, because I mean, I'm just curious if you ever like acknowledge or day. experience, if there's ever been an well, experience. Well, one of the things, one of the things, I mean, you know this about me. I love like having my hood up because like, my head gets cold. That's probably some sort of white privilege. That's called every day. Oh, because if, if you were black and you had your hood up, then... You... Yeah, well, like Trayvon Martin had his hood up, right? Right. Yeah. That was a whole, that was a big thing with the hoodie. But you, yeah, okay. All a, right. a, so a, day without, your... a day walking as a white person is white privilege uh-huh. without people harassing you. Do you get harassed yeah, every that's day, the thing. You don't. That's the thing. You don't really notice like white privilege. I would, you yeah. Know, unless you're... Because you live every day white. But yeah, <laughs> I, that's, that's true. Um, Latoy, you, do you do you feel like you are like every day? There's a there's some sort of. I don't feel every day. I will say this: in different communities of color, we do have a privilege because we do have colorism in uh, in our community, and me being light skin there from what i've heard from my other dark skin brothers and sisters there is a privilege to me being lighter skin because i don't get as much scrutiny huh in contrast i passed the brown paper bag test um <laughs> what's the brown paper bag test it is a ignorant concept that some colorist pulled together back in the day i think it's mostly i think it comes uh, from the uh basically the black community where if you were for women, if you were darker than a brown paper bag, you could not get into certain places oh. uh, or for uh, fraternities or sororities. Like for example, AKA is a, uh, a, yeah. a, a, a sorority that is um, mm-hmm. for the aristic, the aristocratic uh, black people. And those oh, are mostly aristocratic fair skin. black people. I didn't know that. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I call we them Aristocoons. Don't repeat that. Uh, <laughs> but the, um, in the AKA sorority, they're all fair skin. Uh, they don't let dark skinned people in. So they literally put a brown paper bag up to your face oh, yeah, I, and they check and they say, all right. Yeah. They were doing that recently. I remember not too long ago, I got into it. Um, I, I called a club. This is one that I lived in Chicago because my uh, my best friend's sister got harassed. At, this is a black club, and they had a brown paper bag day. <gasps> and I was like, oh, this motherfucker needs to be shut down. 
Cause that's some white supremacist move. Like them chains Whoa. ain't off some black people. Swear to God. But I remember calling the club saying, like, how dare you do that to your own kind and women especially? Because black women are the most disrespected out of all out of everybody. I don't care what no one says. Um the fact that matter that you would use a paper bag to define who is better to come in and who is prettier is disgusting. So, I mean, we got a lot of issues in our own community when it comes to that as well. And we ain't the only one. Asians got it. Uh, right. There's Latino, a whole, there's Latinos a whole thing. The, um, the Asians, there's a double, there's an eyelid thing. And so some people have a double lid and like, so like I'm white and I have a double lid. And anyway, so that there's a surgery that Asian women will do now. That's like plastic surgery to make, make them Euro- have more European to make them. Yeah. So that they have a double lid so that like the What's lid goes. Lid? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like an eyelid. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some more... Asian eyes don't have this sort of like that. It doesn't look Asian. Right. Yeah. They're trying to look, go into the European standards of, of beauty. beauty. Right. So yeah. they're, they're doing this. I, I saw it was so. The only reason I knew about it is that it was on Sixth Street, across the street from OMG, and I'm standing out there smoking my cigarette, waiting for the open mic to start. And I'm looking up there, and it's it's this before and after picture of this Asian woman, and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what's different? What's different? What is this about? What is? And I stared at it for the longest time, and then I was like, it's an eyelid surgery it's to hide your Asianness. And then I finally saw it, and I was like, and it wasn't even that extreme, but it cost a lot of money. And I'm like, this is a fucking thing. Yeah, it, it's a real big thing, and then especially the fact of the matter, like to be pale, to to look, it's the, the Western, hair for for yeah. um, African American, yeah, women, black women, their their hair, like trying to straighten it, or, or yeah. quote unquote normal, whiteify it, or mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's the same it's, thing. I mean, it's hard enough to be a woman and be constantly judged by everyone because of your beauty, the beauty standard or whatever, but then also to have this other layer on top of it. This, is, yeah, I mean, before we were ma- or made fun of because of our lips and our, our curves, and now look, and now look, now look at you. You got yeah. a bunch of fucking Kim Kardashians walking well, around and now, looking like fucking ducks. And now you have all the people that- A bunch <laughs> of goatee hawns with their mouths. What was the butt surgery that you and Nate were talking about because of like Brazil night or something? Oh, the, butt the, the Brazil the butt lift. butt lift. Yeah. You See, he, he even knows. They have cars. They have cars that transport you, like the nice Brazilian butt lift places. They have these vans, and you're supposed to, and you lay flat in the vans with your butt in the air, and that's how they transport you to and from the doctor's office because you can't sit down in a car. So they, so they pick the you up, and you have to. They pick you up, and you have to lie flat like you're in like you're like you're in a tanning bed, and you come oh, into these car, and they stack you horizontally so they'll, they'll like make their route, they'll, and, they'll, and you'll have like six people with inflamed buttocks in the back of the sprinter <laughs> van. All in the name around of, the city. In the name of what exactly? It, all in the name of like having some plastic ass. aesthetics. <laughs> when not that long ago, you know, we were made fun of as like having our curves and our bays right. and our lips. And now it's just like funny how people want to have our lips and our ass now. Well, but you still don't want what to it comes that. down to is that none of us will ever be good enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I'll never be good enough. No. Absolutely. I'll never be good enough. Everyone has, well, that's the impetus for trying to look better and, like, you know, achieving you, at least some sort of, like, ephemeral beauty. You can't sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I stole that. That's a Journey Roberts joke. Really? I got to give her credit. She doesn't do comedy anymore, but I still can't steal her jokes. Oh, she doesn't? No. 
I didn't know that. She hasn't been doing comedy. It's she sad because she's so funny. Damn. I know. Sam doesn't even know who Journey Roberts is. That's how new <laughs> new of a comedian he is. Yeah, I know. She, she's tall and, and funny. Sam, were you proud of, of our show on Monday? I was. I played it on the I radio. Was, yeah. And it, and it was an okay podcast. I have to work with the sound a little better and put the put the microphone, put the recording device in a different place. But it wasn't terrible, our new show. I thought it was good. Yeah, we had, uh, like, the Nathan roasting people went really well. That, actually, that was, that was very clever of him. You know. And then, oh, yeah. Sorry. And then the Alyssa Westerland thing. That, that was, was very great. funny. I feel like every, all the teams did really well. I kind of froze up out there because it was different. And like, I was like, what? I know, and you're scared of me. It's okay. I'm not scared I haven't, of you. I haven't it, touched it, him it, it inappropriately like, ever. <laughs> yeah. That goes without saying, though. Um, <laughs> but he was. He, he was said, a little. Is he scared of you? No, I, I, think, I think a little bit. I think that he keeps saying that we're well, having Pam these Harvey up, Weinstein moments. There. Pam goes up there and she's like, "Look at him, Sam. He's like so cute. He like just got out of bed this morning. Like, look, his, his hair was all fucked up. It was really cute. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to that man. Because like, like thinking <laughs> about so something to say when push. someone says that to you is like, he what? doesn't deal do well with compliments. Do how do I how do I approach that? <laughs> you guys make know. each other blush. It's gross. That's what I was telling <laughs> Pam. I was like, Pam, you need to you need to write me come if you want to talk about that on on stage. You need to write me." Comebacks, but right. you need to write for me things that, that I can say. <laughs> I just, I just liked to watch him be uncomfortable. <laughs> you like to watch him squirm, yeah. But he was yeah. also being standoffish because he'd hurt himself, and so. Oh yeah, I possibly like broke a rib right before the show. <laughs> when y'all were wrestling? No, okay. no, no. This is when he was I'm trying to be a hero. Focusing a light. Oh, and you. So I was focus. I was focusing a light. There was a spotlight that wasn't aimed in the right direction. I was trying to. I was trying to focus it. I was standing on a metal banister. And I lost my footing, and I came down on this one-inch-wide metal banister, like right on my back. Um, but it was funny because when I called in my work, uh, I, I told my dispatch um, I was focusing a light, and she goes, "Oh, you do stage work!" Like immediately, because I said it. You like used see, like, look, I, used, I love that I Sam's learning word. from me. I love I it. I used the word, I, and I said I was doing stage work, so it didn't seem like some stupid bar accident. Good for you. Look yeah. at you learning. So He's so smart. Great. Thank you for maybe saving my job. <laughs> well, There's a lot so... of days where I call in and it's clear that I did something stupid the night before. Right. And that's the reason I'm late. Well, well you, you didn't hurt yourself. Quite. Well, I we don't know. He's oh. but he hurt. He he had a big. Blood I'm all, I'm He's all right. Fine. I think He's I'm gonna, gonna go to work tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow. It was it was a good get show. Some from the, from you though. Yeah. Hey, I've got it on me. <laughs> <laughs> just in case um, but yeah the show was really good and it's going to be better next time because so comedians showed up and they were their own audience which is good and there were a couple regulars at the bar that were excited that something was happening but we're going to do a little like real prom- we only had a week to put it together so we're going to do a little real promotion and put it on SF Fun mm-hmm. Cheap and tell people and- oh sweet so the next one will be on 316 uh, and at 9 to 11 and we're going to have more teams and it's really fun there's two mics and 16 yeah and then uh, also the bar said that they're going to they're going to put up a sign and make sure that no one is allowed to do play pool so we'll we won't have to fight that again next time Nathan almost lost his shit on the pool players yeah well that's not going to happen was again so glad that he did not it would have been <laughs> so bad he would have Nathan's the 
Wow. Making it one, he, he just interrupted, like someone was on a mic and he just goes, can you not? <laughs> playing pool. And he plays pool during everyone's set at Ireland. Wow, that's like funny he, that he would be. I know. That would I know. It's so hypocritical. weird. I was yeah. Like, I don't want you to fucking make these guys not like us. Well, we're in their spot right now. That's true. But it it's all totally in their spot. But it's gonna work out next time. We're gonna have people and yeah. there are chairs, and it was gonna be fun, nice. and everyone's gonna like it. And and everybody yeah. go. And I'll tell everybody again. Please buy your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival March first through seventh. There's so many great shows. The one at El Rio on Wednesday is gonna be awesome. And Polly Popped, I've decided that I'm not going to host it. I'm going to have Polly Pop-Tart host it because she's a motherfucking drag queen. And if you're in host a gay what? bar, she's going to host, she's going to host what? the El Rio show during the festival. Oh. I was going to host it, but okay. then I realized it's a gay bar and having a drag queen is, re- is like awesome. And it would be silly yeah. of me it not to, yeah. And it would be, it would be narcissistic she's of me. She's a great joke writer too. Yeah. And she's. And if she's putting that much effort into being in drag, she should be fucking hosting. Yeah. So I yeah. I let my ego to the side a little bit on that. And You're like, you good. can have this girl. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm, I mean, I'm I've, I'm LGBTQ friendly. Like, I'm pretty fucking queer. And I'm going to do all Q. my... Yeah. I'm, that's like that's like having Jared Leto play like a transgender person in a movie. Oh, didn't that? Didn't he win oh, an Oscar that, for that? No, never mind. That oh, already happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I I legitimately have had some trans moments. I wanted to be a boy. Absolutely. I would. I mean, I'd I'd love to be a boy. A a man. A, I mean, just having all the rights and the privileges associated with being a dude is really exciting that that's the reason i'd want to i like having my taco thanks well no I, and i do i i like that too but i just wish that i wish that if if i would have identified as a boy when i was younger now life probably wouldn't have been easier i don't know how it would have been but boy do i like what guys guys seem to have so much privilege that i want and if i was just one of them it would be better yeah but but I'd still yeah. want to fuck guys. Like, I'd be gay. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. I've always That's, I always found that so funny, because, like, when people talk about being the other gender, like, like my friends would be like, yeah, if I was a girl, I would totally be a lesbian. Like, <laughs> do, do you understand what that, what that means, like, saying that? <laughs> What's the stupidest thing? I'm, so, I'm sorry, Pam, but, like... Gender and sex are two no, different but, things. No, but the thing you're, is... Because you're working within a hypothetical itself. But right. you're carrying like your real world with you into the hypothetical. You're like, all right, sure. I like guys now, but in this hypothetical scenario where I am a guy, I'm going to carry that with me, obviously. Well, yeah, because if it's because hypothetically, if I'm myself... Well, it's just that when you're a guy, when you're a guy and you make a decision, people do what you say. And when you're a girl and you make a decision, people form a committee. And then they discuss how your idea will or will not work. Has that never happened to you, LaToya? Yes. I mean, that's what it seems like. I mean, I've been in charge here for six years, and I can't tell you how many times, like, people want to form a committee over my decisions. And I'm like, "Uh, you're not on the lease. Fuck your face. (laughs) Like, what are you? And then they go, and then they say, you're a bitch and you're hard to work with. And I'm like, I mean, Sam, am I hard to work with? I'm pretty easy to work with. I mean, you're pretty good to work with. Except for all the Weinstein stuff. It's just like, just pay your dues and shut the fuck up. 
that works too. I mean, that's all you gotta do. Well, I lock, lock, keep the studio nice. Don't make a fucking mess. You know, do act like you got some fucking home training. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then pay me when it's time. I know. That's it. It's 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 very simple shit, but we're we're not dealing we're dealing with simple tins. Well, I think it's that in San San Francisco, like in in more ways than one, you don't have to grow up here, like. You can be part of San Francisco and not literally be born here, but you also don't ever have to grow up here. Like you, like I, it is no problem that I act like a child. It, if I wanted to wear a tutu on a Tuesday, that would not be a weird thing. Yeah, because but you, you don't have to grow up here at but all. You can be a, wear a tutu and make sure your bills is paid too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Sure. Because I mean, you, you can, can wear it. I mean, you can. I don't care. You can be the biggest kid. I'm a big kid, but I'm gonna make sure my responsibilities are taken care of and I'm gonna make sure that the place that I'm grateful for being a part of, I'm gonna make sure the lights are still on and shit like that. I'm gonna make sure I treat people the way I would want to be treated. Well, that's you a know. very Jesus maneuver of you. Well, it's cause I was raised correctly. Golden rule. Yeah. Golden rule. <laughs> yeah. Golden rule. Just be nice to other people. Just be nice. Or... Can't we just all get along? Can't we all, Can't we all just, just get, get along? along? <gasps> were you, Sam, were you born when that happened? Were you That's around for Rodney King? He wasn't. No. <gasps> when R- Rodney Rodney King. What year was Rodney King? 92. 1990. Well, originally he got his ass beat in 91, but the trial came out and, and the verdict and the riots were in 92, April 30th, 1992. Damn. Oh, damn. Damn, Latoya. Yeah, she knows her black yeah. history. Yeah. Cuz I remember No, I was not. Oh, I was wow. negative 3. Oh, you, God, you, you were, you were, uh, you were born, what, 95, 96, the year I graduated from Oh college. shit, that's when I entered high school. Hmm. Oh, so you, you missed Tupac. Oh, <laughs> I know. And, and Nirvana. Oh yeah, he, he quite, he quite looks kind of like a really, like a, like a clean Kurt Cobain. Minus the heroin. Like, well, his yeah. Minus the heroin. <laughs> minus the ugly hair. His hair's cute. Someone but... taught, yeah. Someone told me I look like Kurt Cobain if he only did turkeys. Like... <laughs> he looks. He looks like Kurt Cobain if his parents cared about him. <laughs> you you yeah. look like Kurt Cobain if you didn't get it with Courtney Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Aww. Kurt Cobain if you would have. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder Before how Courtney. he would have looked like now. He probably looked all haggard and shit. No, I don't know. Well, heroin, heroin, heroin can fuck you up, I'm, though. Yeah, heroin does, yeah. does not do people justice. Maybe you're the reincarnated soul of Kurt Cobain, but you just have a sense of humor this time. <laughs> Kurt Cobain had, that was one of Kurt, Kurt Cobain's Cobain problems. Kurt Cobain had an excellent sense of humor. Did he? He did. He was excellent, a he was a jokester. Excellent. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah. Was, had dry he was humor. He was always distance. He was always distance from every, everything. Huh. Yeah, if you watch so some of his kept, old... Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just repeating myself. Oh. Not adding anything new. <laughs> I, I, like, if you watch some of his old MTV interviews where he's just, like, having a laugh with some of the, like, the interviewees, they're, it's pretty funny. He has a dry humor and dark. Huh. It's, it, yeah. Well, I guess it would be dark. I don't think he killed himself, though. I think that Courtney definitely killed him. Or I, paid some. I think she paid someone to kill him. My or my opinion is somehow. if he, if he would have stopped doing heroin he he still be alive. Sure. So heroin killed him. But I don't I don't think he was able to stop doing heroin. Like the the whole reason I think he started it was because of his stomach problems, right? Oh, I didn't see. Like he he had real stomach issues. It would kill the pain. 
Oh. Yeah, he, he he couldn't keep anything down. He just had a tough time eating. And then he started. He was clean for a moment, but then there was um. He was in Italy on tour. I remember this is '94, and they he got flown back immediately back to uh, Seattle because he was having stomach pains or whatever, and that's when he got back on that junk. Yeah. Oh. That was like, uh, yeah. I can't perform. I can't perform on on opiates at all i can i can i've performed on acid i've performed on shrooms i'm always high opiates aren't fun i've been drunk but i've heard i'm not very good when i'm drunk but um i can't do anything on opiates i can all i can do is like lay around sleep and and pet my cat i feel like opiates it's just a waste like unless you want to be at home and chill and like just melt into your bed or couch that's when you do opiates other than that you don't be outside like oh okay i'm ready to do some oxycontin fentanyl and shoot up wow yeah Yeah. let's play some basketball Uh, like no like you can't do shit ain't nothing ain't nothing attractive about nodding off in public and slobber just just drooling yeah. down your face. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really understand that. I mean, the only the only way I understand heroin is in the context of our buddy Zach Wiseman, which is uh, if you do enough heroin, you can sleep anywhere. So if you're so if you're homeless, you kind of have to do heroin because how else do you? Or I guess alcohol too. I mean, I've slept, I've been wasted and slept on my floor with like no pillow, no blanket, and just like slept on my carpet not giving a fuck at least you were at home yeah so when so whenever i whenever i fall asleep whenever i'm super drunk sometimes drunk pam takes care of sober pam and she doesn't go to bed she falls asleep on the carpet and doesn't take her jeans off because those jeans sometimes can act like a sponge (laughs) and then so drunk so sometimes drunk pam takes care of sober pam and she's like okay drunk pam go to the bathroom and then nope can't get in bed yet you have to sleep on the carpet because something might happen and i have to take care of myself but it's this is all like this is all like blackout pam like learning at least you know least black yeah blackout pam gives pam this is a new joke i'm trying to work on blackout pam has given pam acid like i woke up out of a blackout and i was like i'm on fucking acid who did this to me who did this to me oh i did this to me i i took i took acid yes you Uh, took acid in a blackout so you'd wake up i did not on purpose so i was actually it was a funny story i was here at mutiny radio and there was a comedy show and I was wasted. And I was, this is the time before I made the rule where I'm not allowed to drink whiskey after dark. So I was drinking whiskey and I was here at the station and Zach Wiseman was here. And I guess I was in a blackout and he said, I've got acid. Who wants acid? And I was like, I want acid. And he said, take two tabs. And I said, I'm not taking two tabs. That's crazy. So he thought I was lucid enough because I was only going to take one instead of two. And so I guess, and I remember none of this. So I guess I took a hit of acid and then I guess I threw up on myself but I don't remember any of this so I wake up here in the station and this is when you we can't throw up acid though no well what, yeah so so I threw up on myself which I guess was the alcohol but I wake up in the middle of the night here in the station on the ground with like a sweatshirt over me and my crotch is wet and I'm like what's going on did I pee myself and it's no and I smell it and I'm like why does it smell like vomit then I look out the window and people are like looking I out the window vomit. at me and they're knocking on the window and they're like are you okay and I'm like yes and I'm like I'm what on acid you? I'm on acid and the phone was all wonky and I was super super tripping out and I like laid back down so I wake up in the morning and I'm like what the fuck happened and 
it turns out that Zach Wiseman had given me acid because he thought that I wasn't blacked out because I was like, two hits, that's crazy. I only want one hit. And he's like, two hits is insane when yeah. you're blacked out. And so he, oh but God. no one knew, but here's the moral of the story. No one knows I'm blacked out when I'm blacked out. Not even me. I don't know. So drunk Pam gave sober Pam acid. So I wake up out of a blackout and I'm on acid and that was crazy. And then I was like, all right, blah, blah, blah. Dealt with that. But then the other time was that recently blackout Pam gave sober Pam a free facelift because the way that they sewed my eye back together after I fell on it, I got like a, a brow lift, like an eye lift. And then it took out this wrinkle in my forehead because of the way they stitched my nose back up together. So I got like a medical facelift. Thanks drunk Pam. <laughs> right. Free facelift. Now I just have to fall on the other side <laughs> so I can get another one so I can balance it out. <laughs> my free. Cause it didn't hurt at all. I was so wasted when they were sewing up my face. Like That's I was fine. Thing. I was fine. And the doctor and Jonathan, they were there. They were like, you are such a champ. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, and they're so, they're like, how are you just, you're just cool about it. I'm like, well, you know, it's not the the same mama's first rodeo. They're just stitches. Come on now. And uh, yeah. So they did a great job. That's why it's good sometimes to be intoxicated at those moments. Oh, I feel no pain. Well, if I, I wouldn't nothing. have been if I wouldn't have been intoxicated, it never would have happened. Absolutely. I, I, I don't usually fall when I'm walking. But the amazing thing was I had I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose my pipe and that didn't break. I didn't lose my weed. I had shrooms on me, didn't lose those. My computer was in my backpack, didn't get broken. Like I didn't lose my keys, I didn't lose my phone. Like I fucked my shit up, but I kept my shit together. <laughs> so Sounds like you're validating it. Well, I'm not, I mean, I've learned some life lessons. It's not like I'm fucking proud of it. I think you should validate it. I (laughs) will always be the devil in this scenario. (laughs) I I mean, it's not cool that I fell on my face and hurt myself. And like, so now I probably can't ever really, not like I was ever going to be on TV anyway, but now. Look, if if everyone's telling you you should be sober, then I don't think that's, uh, I don't think you're getting both sides of the equation. (laughs) Thanks, Sam. No, I don't think I should be sober either. I, I mean... She's just taking a break. I'm just taking a break. I'm yeah. definitely going back to it. I'm just like my ballet teacher said, you always go back to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, nice. See how many new jokes I've gotten out of this? Yeah. Totally worth it. I mean, the fact of the matter, I think it's awesome. Like, I need to take a break off, a, a break. So I can like lose some weight. You what? Eight pounds. I'm eight yeah, pounds down. Yeah, last week was four pounds. This week it's eight. That's yeah. pretty fucking dope. Not that I'm trying to lose weight, but, but I've lost eight it's pounds. It's all that toxic and shit that's in your body from alcohol. I want. I, if I lose eight pounds, I'll be happy, and then I'll go back to drinking. Yeah. I, well, that's you know the only the only reason why I might not go back to drinking is that I actually kind of like the way I look now much more than I did. Yeah. I get when I drink that much beer, I get fat in weird places. I mean, we should have, um, Sam, we should have done time lapse photography on Nathan. We should have been taking a you picture look a day. Beautiful when you drink beer. <laughs> Thanks, There's Satan. the devil. Um, no, but we should have taken a day by day thing of, um, of uh, Nathan while he's during his getting fatter oh because God. he stopped working. We should have, yeah, yeah. We should have, when I first met Nathan, he was ripped, like absolutely ripped. cut up, like. Upside down triangle body. Yeah, but it's true. He when he's getting fat. Well, he hasn't. He has new jokes about it too. It's really funny. But yeah, he is. is. He's just drinking. He's just drinking a lot and not working out anymore. No, that's his. That's his joke that works the best. That's the funniest part about it. Is that like he's not going to stop exercising until people stop laughing at that joke. (laughs) Oh no, he's going to grow titties. 
No, he's still. I mean, he still oh, looks. Yeah, titties. He was. He was jack. He was like a bodybuilder. Yeah, he was. He, oh, he, got- I, he was the one I was showing his Instagram to my nieces and they were like, you're friends with this person? They were like, you you talk to him in real life? These are like 13, 14 year old girls. They're like, you. Classic, because he looks nothing like that in real life. <laughs> not anymore. No, not anymore. But it's so funny because that's how, that's like the mating strategy of men my age. Like you just get really good looking for a certain like period of time and then you take a bunch of pictures in that time and then you can just eat all the shit you want not exercise put all those pictures online and get all the online girls attention why don't so you don't you don't have to online date because you're a normal person or what you don't do that you don't tinder no i no i don't no i don't good for you that's impressive have you ever done it yeah yeah i i i think i've been on one tinder date um like i met i've been with one tinder girl and it was kind of awesome, actually. She Airbnb'd us in the mountains in Woodside, California. It's what? A crazy, Fuck. cool Airbnb. Paid for everything. Um, she wanted that drink. <laughs> <laughs> and she got it, too. 